When I think of berberine, I think everybody needs to be taking this right now, um, berberine. I have a familial history of uh, blood sugar issues. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, I want to do best. I want to do the best for my body in the future and perhaps, you know, prevent any sort of long term issues and kind of get ahead of the game a little bit. Um, but one of the reasons I've been suggesting berberine to people lately is also its support for our lipid metabolism. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show. And here with me in the studio, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. On today's episode, we're speaking with Carrie Pattison. Carrie is an herbalist and national educator for natural factors, and she joins us to speak about two specific nutrients that fight hard in the battle to regain optimal health. Berberine and PEA. If you've never heard of these two supplements, you're not alone, but they both have incredible healing powers that's widespread and should be part of everyone's supplement regimen. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because we've got a lot of ground to cover. So here's your host, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you again, Brian. And today I have another amazing podcast that I actually did not even see coming. And it, it was kind of formed a few weeks ago. And I uh, was very excited when I saw that we put this together. And rarely do I talk about uh, specifically supplements on the Holistic Navigator, but there are two that must be addressed and must be known, I think, by anyone who is embracing self-care using nutritional holistic means. Uh, you know, I say this often, 70% of the world still accesses botanical medicines for the management of their health. You wouldn't know that by reading the headlines in this country because you'd seem to think that, you know, anything goes wrong with us, you run to the conventional medical model and they're going to, you know, fix me. Well, I think because of the pandemic, it's really opened people's eyes to the shortcomings of traditional medicine. Uh, if I'm in a car wreck, have a UTI terribly or pneumonia, I want conventional uh, modalities, but there's so much about chronic disease that is poorly, poorly addressed on that platform. And I think anyone who's listened to me over the past 80-something podcast uh, certainly understands that there are different philosophies regarding, you know, how to stay well and how to get well if you're chronically unhealthy. And again, this this but pandemic has really brought to the surface the risk of being unhealthy. Well, saying that, I have a wonderful uh, guest today, uh, Carrie Pattison. She's a practicing herbalist, licensed acupuncturist, and trained in home birth midwife. She's a graduate, graduate from the National University of Natural Medicine, serves as national educator for natural factors and adjunct professor of herbal studies at Huntington University at Health Sciences. And welcome to the Holistic Navigator, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ed. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag about the two things we're going to talk about <laughs> yes. so that uh, when people are listening, you know, if they for some reason already knew everything about one or the other, then they would they would know what to do. But I doubt very few people know about uh, one of these and the other one. No one's going to know about. I will almost guarantee <laughs> They're quite mysterious. <laughs> 
They are, but they're also quite effective in the management of poor health. One is berberine, mm-hmm. and the second is something called PEA. I'm not going to even uh, pretend to be able to uh, pronounce the long word. I will let you do that if you feel comfortable into the discussion. But both of these supplements are something that uh, at least mentally, everyone who is aging needs to have these in their toolbox, whether it be physically or mentally, so they're ready to embrace it if they or a loved one has some certain uh, reason to uh, address the issues at hand. So first off, I think because maybe berberine is a little more Mm well-known, let's talk about that herb because it has uh, risen to the top in the past five to 10 years with vast studies on PubMed and many functional medicine practitioners and people who are, you know, practicing holistic medicine are are using berberine on a very regular basis. And so maybe explain to the listeners what it is and why someone might want to consider this. Yeah. So it's interesting. The other day um, I was based upon what you were just saying. I thought this is fascinating. I actually looked up in the Oxford Dictionary what the definition of a drug was. Um, and according to Oxford Dictionary, a drug is, they define it as a medicine or other substance substance which has some physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. So I was like, wow, that's the definition of a plant. <laughs> that's the yeah. definition of berberine, actually. It's a really amazing active phytochemical. It's an alkaloid compound. And I think, you know, uh, listeners will know alkaloids somewhat. We talk about like calf, um, coffee has alkaloids in it. Chocolate has alkaloids in it. Kava, uh, opium has alkaloids in it. And so alkaloids are these compounds and plants. And really at the end of the day, how we can define an alkaloid is it's a compound that actually does something in the body. And berberine is one of those where it is no matter what part of the body it works in, it's doing something. I actually have not come across a study yet saying this doesn't do something. Um, Every study that they've done, they're like, wow, we just discovered something more. We just discovered something more about its kind of broad reaching health benefits. Well, that's a a great intro for it because, you know, I know from my experience and and I certainly have recommended it uh, pretty readily over the years, but more and more uh, in the past five than I ever did before because it has effects on digestive systems and liver and brain health, heart, nervous systems, endocrine systems, and something called AMPK, which is incredibly important to understand if you are wanting to age gracefully, feel your best, not fall apart at 55 to 60, uh, like many people are falling apart. But the number one thing, of course, I recommend it for, and I know you you, you have to be cautious that you can't say certain mm-hmm. things, but, you know, people who are trying to manage blood sugar, people who may be candidates for metformin or other drugs, but yet they have chosen to go the path of functional nutrition instead of pharmaceuticals. And 
because berberine is easier on the body than metformin, because metformin can be a little difficult for some people with gastrointestinal disorders and, 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 uh, I don't think it's a terrible drug. In fact, I have said over the many years, I think there's about... Uh, there's less than 10 what I would call stellar drugs that I think the risk of benefit, uh, the benefit generally outweighs the risk. And I've kind of included metformin in that in some cases. But the truth is berberine does just as good a job and has less price to it and has far less risk and side effects uh, as far as blood sugar. But let's go into this AMPK. If you could explain how berberine affects this compound in the body and the reason why we should be concerned of this. Yeah, well, I thought that maybe I'll jump into AMPK, but I think your listeners would be really, really interested in kind of the historical reason that we found that a um, berberine is so supportive for something like uh, blood sugar um, regulation. And it goes back to the historical usage of berberine. Uh, berberine has just always been known as, there's six different plants that it comes from, by the way. So it's a compound that that lives in six different plants. And it's always just kind of historically been known for digestive support. So diarrhea specifically. Um, and this is where when I was looking into AMPK, I was looking into all of these health benefits and I'm like, what is the history? Like, how did we determine that it was working on all of these cellular levels. Um, it actually, in the early 1980s, there was uh, Chinese physicians at, and this is a, I love, I love uh, looking at um, kind of like historical things in Chuck names, but this was the uh, number, I think it was number 422 Hospital of People's Liberation Army in Chung, in Changchung in China, um, where they had the uh, type 2 diabetes ward, and they had an outbreak of diarrhea on the ward. So all of the physicians, they knew historically using Chinese herbs, that there were these herbs, these huang herbs, these yellow herbs that were just used for diarrhea. So they were giving all of the Huang, the berberine, and lo and behold, saw all of these clinical changes in blood sugar metabolism. Um, and what you were saying, like, I find the most fascinating thing about berberine from the research is that it's not working the same way that Western methods are. Instead, it's really what it's doing is it's influencing glucose metabolism by increasing the expression of insulin resistors. And then what we're, or insulin receptors, and then what we're able to do is decrease insulin resistance. So it's just simply making the whole system work more efficiently. And that's where AMPK comes into play. Um, AMPK is another one of those long, funny words, adenosine monophosphate activated protein kinase. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I like to refer to it as the metabolic master switch because that, that's just a lot easier to say. <laughs> um, and it's a type of enzyme. So it's not a digestive enzyme. You know, it's not a bound like berberine or something like that. It's what it is, is it's an enzyme that's used to trigger a chemical reaction in the body that then leads to some type of cellular metabolism. Well, that's a great explanation. And if people, certainly everyone who's ever spoke to me at length or listened to the Holistic Navigator 
has understood that probably out of 84, there's at least 40 of those that the word insulin and insulin resistance will come up because it is what will devastate our health. And it is extremely corrosive to almost every mechanism within the human body uh, at a certain age. And that, you know, there's not an age where you don't want to start having optimal levels. But when you've had it for 20 years, and when I say insulin, I'm a huge fan of people blood testing it because you need to know what your insulin is. And ideally, I shoot for two and under. And, you know, if you're uh, people in double digits, I always say, let's, let's at least shoot for getting in single digits. Because what happens when you have uh, out of control insulin, you first off, many people have trouble losing weight. Secondly, of course, the imbalances with blood sugar are terribly destructive mm-hmm. to inflammation and to uh, free radicals and to faster aging. So one of the absolute keys to slowing aging and aging gracefully is maintaining a low insulin level. Now, people think insulin and glucose are the same thing. They're actually not. Mm -hmm. They are related cousins, but I'm hugely more invested in keeping insulin low. That's why, and I take a lot of supplements, there's no doubt. I do also believe in the power of the knife and fork, not just supplements and exercise. Food as medicine. (laughs) Yep. And so, but berberine has been part off and on of my my, uh, kind of system of nutritional support. Uh, But I think as we get older, it's almost going to be a mandatory part to help keep this blood sugar in the controlled and the insulin in the controlled range. So uh, obviously you would agree with all that. Absolutely. You know, and you're talking about aging. And I think that, you know, people automatically think about aging externally. And yes, there's, you know, like, Take your biosil, those kind of things. But really what we're talking about is how we're aging internally. Um, and that's why we need berberine. And so, you know, I mentioned AMPK is referred to as the metabolic master switch. But, well, it's also referred to as the longevity enzyme, since it's playing such a critical role in so many different processes that control how fast we age from a cellular level. So its main job is to coordinate all those different functions and biochemical pathways within the body to really, you know, slow down those oxidative processes that are aging us, right? Um, Internal aging is really defined by how productive our biochemical processes are. And oxidation, how how our bodies utilize insulin is one of the key kind of differentiators that we can look at as far as how effectively our bodies are um, utilizing things like AMPK and slowing down those biological processes. Wow. Yeah. So as far as a person listening right now, they're okay. You know, let's say the average, well, at least, you know, 40 plus, they are eating relatively healthy, but they really want to put together a supplement protocol, but they have family history, let's say of a blood sugar mm-hmm. or memory loss mm-hmm. or a lot of the things that come with aging. Would berberine be something that most people might throw into their supplement protocol based on what we already know as a prevention? Or is it something that they would use only if they were like had something uh, uh, acute or something that they saw that they really needed? So preventatively, is it OK to use it? And what are the side effects of berberine? Yeah, absolutely. I think I mean, when I think of berberine, I think 
everybody needs to be taking this right now, um, berberine. I have a familial history of uh, blood sugar issues. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, I want to do best. I want to do the best for my body in the future and perhaps, you know, prevent any sort of long-term issues and kind of get ahead of the game a little bit. Um, but one of the reasons I've been suggesting berberine to people lately is also its support for our lipid metabolism. So, you know, it's wonderful to support, you know, blood sugar levels, but it's also something that for people people who have, um, you know, concerns about cholesterol levels, here's another product that it can be really supportive because it's coming at these processes in a completely different function than uh, other substances we take. And so, you know, with the, with its ability to support lipid metabolism, one of the things it's doing is it's just preventing the lip, the liver from making more cholesterol. Um, and so, and it's helping to break down those excess fats. You know, it's a bitter. We talk about bitters being really useful for that. I like anybody who's on a high fat diet, like the ketogenic diet absolutely needs to be on berberine. I mean, like I, as you're saying, like who should, I'm like, Everybody needs to be taking berberine. Just take berberine. Um, and, it, you know, the best way to take it is with a meal uh, because what it's doing is it's working in the digestive system. The amount of research that's coming out on how berberine is influencing our microbiome and therefore, you know, working on even supporting neurotransmitter production. Like it's something that, you know, we all want to be happy, right? And so we need those happy neurotransmitters and lo and behold, here's a compound that actually is supportive for making us happy on some level. Well, that's fantastic, and, and we want to move on to the next product in a second, but I am going to – and the one thing you're reminded me about, it, I, I, you know, the, the, I, I look and embrace so much conversations with nutrients, and, and I don't always remember everything. I had forgotten how good berberine was for diarrhea, so that's something yes. I will have to put back on my radar. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, you know, when we look at these types of products, we have to get out of our mind that, that the, the drug mentality of, well, you would only – take a drug for a certain diagnosed reason. I take most of my supplements not for a specific reason. I take it because I want to basically hack my physical and mental body. Hacking mm -hmm. means I want to upregulate. I want to put an armor of protection. I want to slow things down that are damaging. You don't wait. You know, you don't have a car and then you start waiting at 150,000 miles to change the oil because all of a sudden it's not doing very well. You do the oil changing really early on so that you can make it to 200 and 300,000. And the same with nutritional supplementation across the board. Yes, there are times to pick berberine or other herbs or other nutrients as uh, more of a, oh, I need it because of this reason. But, but a lot of berberine is going to be for focused on keeping the machine running well if you have a budget to support it and you are a supplement-oriented person. Again, I go back to the whole uh, concept of I do not believe that supplements alone will keep us optimally healthy. You have to address food and the choices within that. Uh, and I will say, just uh, because I tend to forget this, that NutritionW.com is a sponsor of The Holistic Navigator. And uh, on their site, uh, you can order anything that you would ever desire as far as nutrients, that, uh, anything perishable shipped with ice packs, uh, very, very, very uh, 
quality selection, nothing that uh, that will be on that website that has not passed a stringent level of quality assurances. Uh, we They do not sell things just to sell. They sell them because they are going to be the uh, top quality and a very good value price. So NutritionW.com. Well, I think Berberine that that's will- a really great point to make, Ed. Sorry to interrupt. But, um, no. you know, berberine, because it has so many of these broad reaching health benefits and it is being so studied and people are looking at it and people are seeing benefits, it means that it is something that is highly adulterated. Um, And so going to a source that you know, like Nutrition World, like, you know, these health-minded retailers that are really cultivating the proper products. I can't, I can't stress that enough, especially when we're talking about, you know, taking something to benefit us. We want, we want it to be the the best quality that you can possibly get. Absolutely. And, and there are many, you know, there's several really quality top of the line companies and I will say, and I'm I'm not being paid by any means, but natural factors is the one that I generally uh, utilize myself. I've actually been to natural factors in Canada and probably have told the story a hundred times of, I've never been ever more impressed with the quality standards that I observed over a period of four days at Natural Factors. It was a trip of a lifetime. And I knew that they were a quality company, but I had no real clue at the level of which they were. So Natural Factors, you just cannot beat them. Next product, though, is the one I'm really also Mm -hmm. super stoked about because, you know, I have people constantly asking me, you know, so many questions uh, every day, six days a week. I uh, don't take off much. And there's one area of great frustration when they come in and they say, I have neuropathy. Mm. I have chemo-induced neuropathy. Mm -hmm. I have neuropathy and I don't have blood sugar issues. Neuropathy, of course, being kind of a burning sensation in the nerves. And it's very, very uh, frustrating because normal pain medications really don't address the discomfort of neuropathy like it would a muscle or a bone or something else. And it can be very uh, devastating to the quality of life of people. And I talk about the neuropathy end of the conversation that, you know, the nerves are kind of like an electrical line and their electrical uh, wires are coated with rubber. And I try to use the analogy that your nerves are also coated with things that are made of oil. Mm-hmm. What do we want them to be coated with? Omega-3s, because if you're short of those, the nerve can short circuit. That's one. Number two is, you know, deficiencies of B12 and a few other things can also kind of be need to be discussed. But I've never really found anything that a person can take that that as they're addressing fixing the body but also helps them to actually feel better and i did get some samples of, of this product called PEA uh from a company a couple years ago and i started giving it out to a few people and i was supremely impressed how much better they felt not overnight it did take weeks before this happened so give us a little summary of this product called PEA yeah let's see if we can uh see if we can work this out here Palmitoylethylalamide, maybe. Good. <laughs> I'm not going to try that again. Um, so PEA, it is a, a supplement that also can help to activate AMPK. And AMPK does diminish in its ability to support all of our metabolic processes as we age. And so that's why supplementing with one of these AMP activators 
is important, like berberine, but PEA is another one. And what PEA, what's so fascinating about it, this is one of those fatty substances that you were just talking about, like omegas, right? The importance of these really deep, high-level good fats in our bodies. Um, This is actually a biologically active lipid that is already endogenous in the body. Endogenous meaning it is naturally present. It's actually present in every single one of our membranes in our body. So anywhere you find a membrane, you're going to find PEA, which is why it's like one of those supplements that we talk about being so safe to supplement with because our body already makes it and produces it and it's already there. Um, But what's really exciting about PEA is how much it interacts with the endocannabinoid system. One of the things that it's doing within the ECS specifically is it's modulating it and it's positively influencing it. So I know we talk a lot um, maybe about, and you've talked a lot about, you know, supplementing with exogenous cannabinoids in order to support our endocannabinoid system. But what PEA is doing is it's working in partnership with the ECS already since it is an endogenous product. So it has the ability to actually enhance the affinity of our own endocannabinoids towards their receptors, which I think is really cool to have something that's working in our body on this amazing system. And, and as you know, everyone, if they remember the word endocannabinoid, of course, we've spoke of CBD uh, pretty intensively over the past three to four years. And that's the system, too, that is part of this endocannabinoid, which really is a master regulator of so many processes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of use the analogy if, if there's a, you had an orchestra playing with 500 different musicians, the orchestra director is the key to having harmonious music. And uh, endocannabinoids are part of the orchestra director. And, you know, we know that CBD has a big role to play for certain purposes, but I don't find CBD to be as effective for neuropathy as I wished that it had been when I first started looking into it. Mm -hmm. But the PEA, I have found that to be, if a person sticks with it, uh, uh, an amazing product. In fact, there was a lady who came to me about a year ago and she had scheduled a trip to Italy for about two and a half to three months from the time she spoke to me. But she had chronic pain to a point of almost debilitation, and Mm. yet there was no real structural issue at hand, but it was just uh, ongoing. And there really wasn't an autoimmune that I could determine uh, from my conversation. And I recommended her to do high-dose omega-3s and PEA at a relatively high dose. She came back in four weeks and said she could not believe the difference in her physical being. She came back three months later and said, I went to Italy, had the most wonderful time of my life. And she was almost in tears because she was like, I don't think I could have done this without you and your advice. So I really, you know, at that moment, I knew PEA was a real deal. Uh, And 
So, I mean, the doses are not real high of this. People who have chronic pain or neuropathy, it would be an easy add-on. And again, Natural Factors is one of the only three brands that I actually recommend of PEA because there can be some brands are not using the, the healthiest of processes Exactly, yeah, you can it. do synthetic versions. Yep, you want to make sure that you're getting the natural version because that's what your body recognizes and know, right? Um, and also I remind people that a micronized version is really what you want because you're looking at a fat substance. And mm. so it's not readily absorbed in your body. So micronization is necessary and because it helps with some absorption rates. But, you know, going back to what you were saying at the beginning, looking at studies like PEA being and berberine being substances that have just overwhelming amounts of research. I mean, there's nearly 600 scientific investigations and over 20 double blind human clinical studies on PEA. Like this is amazing to be able to talk about something that we know is supportive for occasional pain and discomfort. But do you know how it's working? And it's interesting, you know, talking about neuropathy, um, what PEA, what some of these studies are showing is that PEA is reg is actually regulating glial and mast cells. So for listeners who don't know what glial cells are, they're actually a type of cell in the central and the peripheral nervous system. And they kind of act like the glue that holds the brain and the nerves together. But glial cells also, another thing that they do is they facilitate nerve impulses or they're telling the nerve to fire. So when there is that misfiring happening, the glial cells aren't doing their job properly that's where the nerves can end up with those pain situations. That's why, you know, when you were talking about neuropathy, it's working directly with the glial cells to do that. That's so interesting. Uh, I've just actually brought up a study in the Journal of Pain Research, very, very strong clinical study on the PEA. And they uh, were like, you know, Big, I mean, if you can do two thumbs up from a medical study, this one had it on PEA <laughs> yeah. and, in fact, said that there were no serious side effects reported in the entire study. Uh, they, they, they were reporting that it, uh, nor did it have any drug-drug interactions. And these were four different patients they used it on. One had prostate cancer that had spread to the bones. The other had chemo-induced uh, uh, neuropathies and the other had just terrible pain of unknown origin and they all made a point that it did not happen overnight PEA mm -hmm. did take Absolutely. weeks before that so is that the truth yes yes um, you know most studies are suggesting 1200 milligrams daily um, and I let people give it three to six weeks um, maybe even more, you know, upwards of eight. But I have to say, you know, every every person's different. I gave it to a patient a couple of weeks ago who just has chronic migraines and she didn't, obviously it did not, you know, stop what was going on, but she said she noticed a, a distinct difference um, pretty immediately, which, you know, when you can just take a little edge off of that, like occasional pain and discomfort, sometimes that's what you need. And so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm excited for her to continue to take it and see what's happening. Um, because, you know, it's also when it's working on mast cells, this is why it's like another one of those things where it's just so broad reaching and its benefits. Mast cells are so critical and they're such a, the, uh, 
well, they are critical. That's a perfect word to use it, part of our immune system. And so, you know, when we talk about um, inflammation, um, which is a very challenging word to talk about, but I'm talking about it in the fact that our immune system actually promotes inflammation. This is a good thing. I like to remind people that all inflammation is not bad. Um, but what we need to be doing is supporting our body's ability to the inflammatory processes. Um, and mast cells are one of those things where if we have an abundance of them, it is, it's going to lead and it can lead to these situations where we have this occasional, you know, minor pain and discomfort. Um, and so obviously mast cells are also playing a role within the immune system and supporting the immune system. So that's a great thing right now <laughs> um, to be talking about. So uh, when I look at PEA, it's just another one of those things that I'm like, what can't it do? I mean, what can't it do? You know, I love that. And some people who are not maybe comfortable with supplementation and you know uh, many people still have a doubt in their mind of safety or quality you know the media has not been super kind to the industry itself mm -hmm. and part of it is actually uh was realistic i mean there are companies that are not stepping up to the plate and and like every single product made in this in, in this world you have different levels of quality and the same with nutritional products now what i find is and i say this we have the highest level of safety as far as an internally used product in the nutrition industry of anything that's ever been produced uh and so we have a great track record. The, what I fall really, uh, uh, where I see the falter is, is regard to a product that should be helping someone is not mm -hmm. because it's poorly made. Uh, it's unlike drugs. I mean, a drug, if it's poorly made, can kill you. If a drug is not made correctly, the, the missed uh, uh, calculation of the potencies can also do very serious harm. But we're not dealing with drugs. We're dealing with natural substances where if they're truly natural, the worst Generally, the worst thing that can happen is a belly ache or something else, unless there's some drug interactions. And we now know enough information where we can kind of distill that down for people. I mean, that you know, if people are on Coumadin, you don't want to be uh, taking many supplements unless you totally do your homework with that because of the interactions. Uh, luckily, you know, we have a group of people in this country which are called functional medicine. Uh, practitioners who are now filling their toolbox with the uh, types of information, advice, and products that are moving away from the pharmaceutical world as much as they can. In fact, the third leading cause of death in this country is pharmaceutical drugs properly prescribed and properly taken. That was in the New England Journal of Medicine. It continues to be one of the highest levels of casualties in this country is the uh, combination of using drugs, especially in older people. In fact, the average person today in the United States is on 18 drugs per year, and that is uh, a tremendous amount because people like me and probably you uh, are using either zero or one per year. So that means some people are using a lot more than 18 to mm -hmm. create that average. And so, you know, again, having safe remedies in the fact, you know, the pandemic has proven so clearly that if we can embrace things like raising vitamin D, taking NAC for lung health, you know, modulating the immune system with melatonin, as Dr. Roundtree, Dr. Michael Smith, 
and Dr. Wolfson, all three on the Holistic Navigator, have spoke about in depth for, for enough time to educate anyone. And I now have enough experience being that we've been in this uh, pandemic for six solid months. The stories and the, the witnessing that I see, it nutrition is life-saving to a level that I was actually surprised about. The people who are educated, who know how to have a toolkit ready if they're feeling bad, are, I mean, it's just a bad few days, a week or two, and they're perfectly fine. I will have to say, and I think I've not said this on the Illicit Navigator, I might have because I rant all day long, (laughs) but... I did get COVID um, at about two months ago. I was in Florida on a actual vacation, which I rarely take. Had the cough from hell one night, oh, no. woke up, and then I got my goodie bag because I had traveled with my immune supplements. And I and you have to do high dosing for three to five days Absolutely. or it won't work. Well, I had about two nights of coughing. The coughing went away. I did have two weeks of less energy and uh, less, uh, I, I, my taste was fine, but less appetite. But I was perfectly fine. I didn't even think I had it until I did antibody testing three weeks ago. And that's when it came back. The lab called and said, you're the first person who has full antibodies against SARS-2 COVID. And so I knew that was the moment I had gotten it. But the reason I was fine is because I had the toolkit. I had the information. You can't wait till you're super sick and then start learning. You need to embrace this now as far as what you can be prepared to do. And it doesn't matter if it's the, the pandemic or a flu or whatever's going around. Have your medicine chest ready with the kind of natural remedies that you feel confident doing and try to find a healthcare practitioner who will be a partner with you on this process. They don't have to be experts. What they need to do is be accepting of the fact that you are of this mentality that you want the least amount of pharmaceutical drugs and you're going to embrace botanical medicine and please help me along this path. And I think a lot of people are starting to find those practitioners. And if you don't have one, fire the one you have and find somebody else because they work for you people. Absolutely. You know how many times I tell people that? I'm just like, (laughs) you can find somebody else. This is a partnership. Please it can do. be a little <laughs> frustrating at times if you are in a smaller town or you don't or there's a lot yes. of peer pressure and and the people don't uh, everybody's on the same path. But but it, things are changing. We are going to and we have to embrace the people who will not kill us with the 18 prescriptions per year. There are prescriptions necessary. I'm not saying all drugs are bad. In fact, like I said earlier, I think there's 10 stellar drugs out there. But there's also like I don't know how many drugs were made, but there's tens of thousands probably. But I, you know what, and I'm, I will have to say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a self-appointed guinea pig. I love to be the one who experiments with everything. And I've taken every supplement known to man. But when you take a lot of things, things fall off the wagon and sometimes you, you don't replace them. Guess what I will be starting to take as of tomorrow's little packet of pills will be berberine twice a day and PEA because I actually have some chronic pain. Uh, If you look on my Instagram, I started boxing and hitting the heavy bag again. Mm. And I am walking around like a 90 year old this week because it it just tucked the toll on my shoulders and my legs. But that's what it needs. The body needs to be tested and pushed in order to be stronger. So uh, any last things you'd like to say about uh, anything regarding PEA? or or, uh, berberine, please let me know now. I think that, you know, when we talk about just overall support for the body and those healthy aging processes, internally, externally, everything, I, you know, the more we learn about PEA, the more we learn about berberine, the more I'm just shocked and amazed at the power of 
our body's ability to heal itself when we support it and um in these beautiful safe ways and these are two products that have the research have the results out there um and so you know i just I challenge people to go out and and just Google it. Come, you know, you're gonna find some really amazing things. But do be like this is for me as a practitioner. I'm very aware of the chances of somebody getting a product that doesn't have the potency, doesn't have the purity, the quality is just going to be detrimental to them. And so, you know, find those trusted places that have the products that are what you want them to be so that you know that you're getting the benefits that research is showing to us. That is very, very well said. And and you're exactly right. Finding trusted partners does not just mean a practitioners it means companies and uh, again i'm not being paid to say this natural factors is one of my trusted partners because i always know i can recommend any of their products and they have every kind of quality control standard that has ever been in place in this industry in fact I know for a fact that the quality standards uh, are even can exceed the drugs standards at times because of their their ways and methods. So um, I just encourage people to, sh- to shop wisely and find the partners. And I uh, cannot say enough, Carrie. Thank you so much for Thank such you, information. Ed. What an honor to be here and spend this time with you. Well, hopefully we'll do this again in uh, six months. And everyone listening, uh, thank you for spending your valuable time listening to The Holistic Navigator. And we've got a whole list of exciting new topics coming up around the corner. Uh, Every time I think that I've kind of filled the encyclopedia with, okay, this is, I think we got enough now. Uh, then I always think of the, the another question I was asked or another piece of information that was just simply not clear with people. Uh, so uh, clarity is one of my most valuable uh, purposes in this holistic navigator. We're in a sea of misinformation. We're in a sea of many conflicting uh Uh, tribes that are battling for turf, and that can create sometimes uh, some very bad outcomes for people because the packaging today of healthcare is so slick that, you know, if you're feeling poorly, you're not doing well, you're worried, you're fearful, they can hold a straw out with the type of of, of packaging they have, and it looks really good, safe, and effective. So yes, I want to feel better. Let me have it. But to dig deeper is the key. This is the wisdom of what truly is at the bottom of all this. Is it just to make money? Is it just to do this? Is your philosophy just to push the body around with pharmaceuticals? Uh, not my philosophy, because I've seen the the casualties mounting from the use of that philosophy, and not respecting the magic of the intuition, the magical healing capacity that we all are born with. And you know what? You don't uh, you don't have an ambient deficiency causing lack of sleep. You have imbalances and imbalances can be cured by nourishment, food and putting together kind of the functional medicine tree that we have talked about before. So I rambled too much. Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Carrie. And we will talk to all of you. And, and hopefully you'll be listening next week for The Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession. 
and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. Thank you.